This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, the old sous chef of the garden. You're not old. Well... Sometimes I feel it, but I'm not so much right now. Okay, no. good. It uh, is the dawn the, of a new year. Yes, no it time is. to feel old. As we're waving goodbye to 2017 <laughs> and hello 2018, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do it in style here at uh, Zoomer Radio. Of course, Always. everybody's invited to listen in uh, and join us uh, vicariously, you might say, <laughs> on uh, New Year's Eve. Hey, you and I are going to be kicking up the storm. Uh, I'm along planning with everybody to. Else. I'm yeah. putting on my dancing shoes. Well, I don't know there about you. you. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a fun party here yep. tomorrow night. This is the, the last garden show in the, in this year. Mm-hmm. So let's make it a good one, folks. Uh, get a hold of Charlie and say, Happy New Year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and uh, in, let's talk gardening, too. Sure. Well, that, that'd be a good idea. Um, <laughs> in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-740. 4740. Call early, call often. One question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, please let uh, Sebastian know, and he'll pass that along to us. And that's what you hear. Get your garden wings before you hit the airways. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so before we do anything, Mm -hmm. you've given the numbers, you've given the mantra. Yep. We're all good to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have homework. Ah. Remember from last week. Oh, uh, yes. Donna from Guelph called. Oh. She was having some, she was worried about her boxwood yes. plants that were not looking very good. And her biggest worry is the number of boxwood that she has on the property. Mm-hmm. So, quite, a, quite a few. Yeah. Well, recently, um, th- about three years ago, 70 plants were planted. But meanwhile, there was far more that were already on the oh. property. So perhaps hundreds right. of boxwood. And of course, you worry when you've got that many plants of the same genus mm-hmm. that if a disease, were to get uh, to come onto the property, then an infestation could so easily spread. Yeah. So my quick homework that I've done, because uh, you know there is good information, obviously Donna on the web. I've just gone to a pretty good site here. It's affiliated with Maryland University of Maryland Extension, but it has some good foot photography, boxwood culture and diseases, including boxwood blight. But by the sounds of what Donna was saying, she was referred to some of the bark as cracking. Uh-huh. Of course, cracked bark can happen on any woody plant. It because of winter problems. So we get um, uh, a warm day in late winter, and then we get a cold snap that night. Ice forms? Well, that's is right. That so well, yeah. what happens is the liquid inside the, the plant, mm-hmm. or the woody plant, thaws during this warm winter day because the sun is beating down, etc. Then that drop in temperature at night, that liquid that has liquefied suddenly freezes and of course it expands when it freezes there and in go. the expansion the crack the bark mm-hmm. cracks and then you can have a lot more problems f- from that so uh but i don't think that that's likely what's going on it almost sounds more like something called 
uh, wait a minute, is that it? Volutella, yes. Volutella stem blight or canker. So this is a, um, a disease. It is caused by a fungus. Uh, the main thing that I'm seeing over and over on this site is we know that boxwood is an evergreen. Okay. So evergreens mean they have leaves year-round. Um, so a couple things they need, obviously, good air circulation and good drainage. So wherever, whatever soil they're planted into should be a well-drained soil. But that air circulation is probably even more important when it comes to avoiding diseases. And boxwood are often trimmed very tight. They're mm-hmm. sheared into hedges and, and little forms, topiaries, etc. So what do you have to open it up more? Exactly. Avoid shearing whenever you can because all you do is make it all dense growth on the outside of the plant and of course no air or light gets to the inside of the plant and we have all this die off on the inside. So whenever possible use pruners instead of any kind of electrical uh, shear or, or the Edward Scissorhand type thing, avoid those. Pruners, selective pruning. Um, open up the plants as much as you can. Get the air, the sun, everything Sounds like maybe in there. A, a call to a professional. Uh, maybe. A- but there, you know what? Honestly, I don't know if there's any real professional boxwood pruners yeah. out there. Yes, there are arborists, but typically they'll be up in the trees. They're rarely right. down low in the shrubs. Right. Uh, here in Ontario, our boxwoods stay, you know, a meter or less. Okay. Move to England, and of course, they have boxwood trees, but we don't. We don't have the climate for that. So I think the main thing is the thinning, that that's something mm-hmm. for Donna, or or she may have some garden help and get the garden helpers. Thing. And the best time, believe it or not, to do this is between, is very late winter, early spring. So as soon as we get oh. a dry day in February, get out there with your pruners, start doing some some selective thinning and pruning, open up those plants, um, Look, consider fertilizing in the spring, yep. of course, all of our plants. Make sure the nutrients are there for the plants to be able to thrive. And um, yeah, if we are worried about disease, of course, remember any leaves that drop prematurely, good garden hygiene. Keep the yep. area clean. Do not allow any diseased leaves to, to hang around on the property. Okay, well, good luck with all that, Donna. Yeah. And, uh, keep us, in touch with us. Let us no. know how it's going uh, here at uh, Zoomer Radio, the garden show on the air. Matter of fact, we have to take a little bit of a break, but I do think we have uh, callers standing by to say hi on this last little bit of 2017, so we'll uh, let them join in the fun and frivolity that we've got got planned here after these words on Zuma Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zuma Radio. And uh, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, saying good morning and welcome to Helen here in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hello. Good morning. A happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. What's going on at your place? Okay, in September I received this beautiful orchid plant. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's still got flowers on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think they'll soon be going. So how do I care for it after the the, uh, flowers are gone? Like, it's looked really good. Um, I've watered it. How how are you, tell me what you're doing now? Well, what I do is I uh, fill the pot, the uh, outside pot, with water right up to the top, and I let it soak for eight hours. Then I pour that water off, and it lasts a week, and it's it's just beautiful, no problems at all. So, and what kind of temperature do you keep your house at? What's your thermostat set at? 
Uh, about 75. We're senior citizens. Right. Yeah, so so I wondered, yeah. Okay, because by the sounds of it, that sounds like a lot, like maybe too much water. But if, oh, okay. But if, you're, if your home is that warm and perhaps it's a fairly dry home, do you have a, a humidifier at all? No, we right. find we don't really need one. Yeah, so it, that watering might be just fine in that situation because obviously the orchid, which is you know really from a temperate, tropical climate with high humidity, might just be loving that kind of moisture, particularly in the winter when it, things are so dry, and of course the temperature is fairly warm inside mm-hmm. your place. Yes, so, it um, is. So the the main thing to do is, uh, I mean, I love the idea of filling that that giving it that thorough, thorough watering, I would be inclined to not leave it for a full eight hours underwater like that. I'd be inclined to leave it for an hour at the most. Oh, okay. And then let it drain, yeah. uh, you know, in the sink or whatever, and then, you know, back into its location. And you've got it on a windowsill or somewhere where it's getting some light, I assume. Uh, well, uh, I've actually got it on the piano, and it's... Um Indirect light. Yeah, so it's bright, though. I mean, it does get some brightness. Yeah, it's... Oh, yes. Um, I have one of those globes that turns around and around by the sun, a solar globe. Oh, yeah. And that's the same place, so I think it's getting enough light. Okay, so that's good. And you know what I would do? Carry on with what you're doing. Recognize that you're right. The flowers don't last forever. So as the petals dry up, you'll dispose of them. The green flower stem will still... stay there for a while so don't cut that away until it's completely brown but it may eventually turn brown and then scissors cut that out in february or march start fertilizing and get yourself some orchid fertilizer and uh, at that point you know follow the instructions on the package that you purchase and uh, you'll find that that will encourage some fresh leaves to grow which is fine that's what you need and surprise surprise you'll It'll pop out another flower stem when you least expect it. So, and Charlie, uh, you were just sourcing some information about the uh, orchid show that's yes, coming up. Yes, good point, Helen. If you may have heard us talk about the Southern Ontario Orchid Society, that's quite an active group of orchid lovers, uh, right from a hobbyist to like extreme, like love their orchids and know a lot of details. Every year they have a big show, and it's right around Valentine's Day. So this year it's February tenth and. 11th. Uh, so coming up soon, in the next six weeks, it's here in Toronto at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. So if you are, there's, it's such a beautiful show. The The displays are knock your socks off. You and I went there. We did. Last year, I guess and there's was, a yeah. ton of experts there yeah. who can offer you information and offer you more orchids to buy and lots of accoutrement if you need. But uh, they have presentations. There are over 30,000 orchids uh-huh. in bloom. In this, oh, beautiful. The show. That's absolutely beautiful. 9,000 square feet of orchids. Like, it's just really, literally, like yeah. your eyes pop out of your head. My, my daughter came with us, yep. and she yes. still talks about it. It was, so, it was so amazing, that show. How to make that a thing to maybe attend? Uh, uh, you, if you Ellen, can, it's a lovely yeah. way to deal with the dark days of winter. So, February 10th and 11th, Toronto Botanical Gardens, $12 to get in the door. Can't okay. go wrong. So, that's a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, it made okay. me think of my, my old friends, Peter and Inga Poot, yeah. whom uh, they're brief. Used to be a, and collectors, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they used to be my neighbors back in the seventies, for heaven's sake. So and they're there, Goodwood, yeah. We, we saw so, them. We saw their in. exhibits. Yeah. Yep. So do that if you can, Helen, and you and anybody else who's listening who loves orchids or, or loves to see and smell orchids. It's unbelievable. Really, well, it's really. Only five minutes down the road. Oh, that's excellent. even you, better. Oh my gosh. You put that on your calendar. Yeah.
And we want to report a book report afterwards, a show report. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Helen. Helen. And a happy new year to you, too. And we're going to go up to Lindsay in just a couple of moments. We are up against our next little bit of a break here. But, uh, Tony, hang in there. We're coming back at you on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Woo. Do you breathe? Yes. Uh, I was going to say, do you want to give the numbers? Well, that would be a go? darn good idea. Yeah. In case, uh, you know, you're tuning in for the first time here. There are Lines open. Yeah, there are indeed. Uh, 416-360-0740 in Toronto and anywhere else in the province. Toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Back in a mo. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And we've got uh, several lines open right now, but we do have Tony online from Lindsay. Hey, yeah, Tony, good, good morning. morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Charlie, I enjoy right. your show every Saturday morning with my cup of tea. Oh, um, nice. Two questions I want to ask you. I I don't throw out my poinsettias, not because I'm cheap. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Get not Frank. Right I mean, I'm not cheap, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I just like big poinsettias. And my mm. dad used to do that. Uh, used to keep me around inside, and he used to, uh, they got really huge, mm. and I fall in love with them. Anyhow, so now the only problem is, is my dad passed away about nine years ago now, and I never got the secret how he, he gets the leaves uh, red. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my smaller one poinsettias mm-hmm. has red leaves, but my biggest one, who's my pride and joy here, mm. he's not coming through. Okay. Hmm. How, is there anything you can help me out to, to, to the leaves? There's more sun, maybe more no, less water, more water. No, it's interesting. The, the small one it did respond by turning red. Because remember, you're right. It's the it's a green plant all yeah. through the fall and sorry the <laughs> spring, the summer, and the fall. It's just a green plant. But given yeah. the right conditions, some of those green leaves will turn red. So, yes. And they, they we no longer call them leaves at that point. We call them bracts. So B R A C T S bracts, um, and the, what the conditions are that are required for that leaf coloration to to change from green to red is uh, the control of light. So oh. yeah, so somehow the small one is placed somewhere in your house where when it got dark in the fall and the sun went down, it was in a room where you didn't have any lights on and it was receiving a dark treatment throughout mm-hmm. the evening and then the sun would come up and then it would get its light and everything was fine and sure enough it turned colors or turned red. But your big one was in a room where you must have had lights on in the evening when you're watching TV or whatever, reading a book, and that plant was not getting sufficient dark and so it did not turn red. Oh. So they need more darkness is what you're they trying need, to say. Believe it or not, they need like 10 solid weeks of 12 hours of dark and 12 hours of light. Okay. I was because my little guy, he's underneath uh, where he's kind of shadowed under and yeah. uh, he's almost pretty well a halfway red uh, plant, yeah. but the other guy only got about two or three leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my big guy, my pride and joy. Well, it, it's uh, so interesting how it works because it's you know it uh, poinsettias are originally from Mexico. So yeah. all the poinsettias in the world have come from Mexico, and I was oh. actually in Mexico 
at Christmas time one one time like forty years ago, and there's poinsettia trees like serious trees oh, like kidding. twenty feet tall, twenty feet wide, all full red on the outer yeah. edges, just like knock your socks off. So beautiful. And I that, want to say my dad had big bushes. Like, yeah. I used to call them bushes in yeah, his house, yeah. and they were once they're all turned red, they're gorgeous. Mm. Then I realized my dad used to put them in a wine cellar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he he put them in and he took them out. You yeah, can't then just he took leave them out them. around. Yeah, November, December. Well, no, but you can't just leave them in there for two months because they will die in the dark. They do need light, but they also need no, but dark. No, we had a little window. There was a window? Oh, oh I see. Okay. okay, so the sun would go down and, you know, they'd be in the dark. Yeah. True exactly. dark. Even if you don't crack the door at all, even a little tiny micro, you know, gram of light screws up the whole thing. So they've got to stay dark. Don't be going in the root cellar once the sun goes down <laughs> for 10 minutes. Okay. Right. <laughs> my dad used every excuse to go to the wine cellar. That's where the vino was, right? So, yeah, but that was different from the root <laughs> yeah. cellar. <laughs> yeah. And so, the other one is about spikes. Okay, now, I used to watch a TV series called Trouble with Tracy back in the early 70s. Uh-huh. And, that, was, uh, that was my, my late uh, wife. Oh, that? Oh, yes, did we yeah. lose Tracy? Yeah. Diane, Diane like, Nyland no. was her stage name, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I used to watch that show religiously. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie had a crush on your wife there, you know. She's a beautiful <laughs> a lot of, lady. A lot of guys did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a great. I know. I remember when you lost your wife. I didn't know yes. it was uh, her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. But uh, she always had these big plants in there. That's it. You know, when I get my apartment, when I grow up, that's what I want. Because I was like 14 years old back yeah. then. Yeah. That's why. And, and so I, I began my. My spike plants from outside. Again, mm-hmm. my dad used to do the same thing: bring mm-hmm. him in, mm-hmm. put him in a wine cellar. Sometimes you throw him in a garbage bag, throw him in a wine cellar. Yeah. <laughs> Come, you know, uh, spring brings him out. Doesn't give him. I guess he the key was not to give him too much sun right away. Mm-hmm. And these things are huge. Yeah. And that's what I. And you so, just keep uh, growing them. Now I was wondering, can I do that? Bring him in, but keep as a part of my yes. house here. Yes. A spike is just a dracaena, and a dracaena is a tropical plant, very commonly used as a house plant. Mm. You oh, see I them it was in disease or something. <laughs> no hotel lobbies, uh, shopping malls, and they're big. Like they're these are big, and of course they're old when they're that big. So for sure, I mean, you've got them outside as a feature in a container or you know focal point somewhere in the garden. Bring them in in the in the fall because they will die in the frost. And for sure, just keep them as a house plant. Give them. They don't even need to be in a window. They just need a some bright indirect light and be yeah. very careful don't overwater them in the winter just water them when they're super dry so every couple of weeks give them a thorough watering and then okay. come spring take them back outside and they'll just get my, bigger and bigger when my dad passed away I inherited his big one his big plants and I lived in Oshawa at time a nice big backyard it was just gorgeous everybody used to comment about you know these things are like 10 years old yeah. and uh, I guess that's what I did wrong because <laughs> I think like every time I watered them they started getting brown, and, and yeah. they were just starting to fall off. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, that's the easy thing is you overwater them because it's too much love. you got to hold back on the watering. Okay, that's super. It's, uh, thank you, Charlie. All right. It's, it's worth my uh, my nickel here. I'm <laughs> a quarter now uh, <laughs> in the phone. And, uh, Frank, I'm sorry about it. Tra- I mean, no, no, I call her crazy because I don't yeah, really call her name, course. her real name. But uh, <laughs> she, she was a great actress. I like yeah. her very much. Great gal. She, yeah, really. she sure was. Nice. Sorry, Frank, for your loss. No, it's, uh, it's thank just you. the Thanks, way, the way life Happy goes, you know. I, I'm going to address something in just yeah, a minute. Tony, yeah. you'll maybe listening in, uh, you'll appreciate this. Both my sons are coming out to the farm mm-hmm. uh, today, today to celebrate Christmas because, you know, schedules and uh, my, my oldest guy, uh, Kelly, he's a cop. and He so was working on Christmas. He was working, yeah. yeah. So 
Today is is the day when they're coming out, and uh, I know that, of course, Shirley uh, listens to the show. It's the new lady in my life, and I'd like to kind of just acknowledge that I think uh, Die I Know would heartily approve of Shirley she would as love her. the new lady in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, she is such a sweetheart, mm-hmm. and she's got such good heart, mm-hmm. and um, as I say, Die would really, really uh, uh, approve of, of our relationship. Yeah, yeah. So just want to kind of lay that out there and say, hey, you know, hi, Cheryl. Good yeah. morning, honey. And, and thank uh, you for listening, too. That's right. And, you know, this offers a very good segue into mm-hmm. an interesting thought process, okay. too. Because, of course, where you're living now is quite a lovely Christmas card location yep. in the woods with swans oh, and lovely. a pond and trees and shrubs. Well, so, you know, it's been a week or so of mm-hmm. plenty between yeah. too much food and, in some cases, too many relatives <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, you know, drinking, etc. Hiking, getting outside just for a walk is a great way to counterbalance many of the negative effects of, of this time of year can put on your body. Are you feeling, you know, for people mm-hmm. that are feeling overwhelmed, hiking is a proven stress reliever. Eating too much, walking can get you out there to burn up to 400 calories an hour. And I'm not talking about hiking up mountains here. I'm just, just go for straight a walk. walking, yeah. Are tired of spending your time in malls, offices, and relatives' living rooms? Get out in the fresh air. So, you know, you've got the kids coming. You throw, I hope they're bringing their snowsuits. Get them outside. They'll be tobogganing and building snow people all over the place. So, I just wanted to remind everybody that, you know, great walking is available uh, if you've got, you know, easy access Mm -hmm. to a park. But both Toronto Botanical Gardens and Royal Botanical Gardens. Their buildings may be closed for the you know New Year's Day and that sort of thing, but the ravines and the hiking trails are always open. So you can make use of those, no problem exactly. at all. Exactly, and it's lovely time of year to be out walking. 680 Plains Road West in Burlington is the RBG, and of course, 777 Lawrence Avenue East at Leslie in Toronto is TBG. Excellent, okay. Just going to mention the phone lines uh, mm-hmm. another time here, uh, in case you've uh, uh, listening from time to time, think, gee, I, every time I call, the lines are busy. Well, you'll have no problem getting That's through true. today, believe me. Uh, <laughs> in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Or uh, if you're uh, in any part of the Ontario, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, you know, might mention that it's not only questions that we appreciate, but certainly if you've got some tips that you would like to pass along, we always would love to hear that absolutely stories about successes and or failures that you suffered in your gardening or, uh, yeah techniques. just stories in general mm-hmm. i mean I, I can give you an update it's for some of our consistent listeners they'll remember that i have a um a feral cat that lives in my back garden oh, yes <clears throat> uh, he is uh i figure he's about six years old mister. now yeah. we call him mr or mist for yeah. short um but he's Oh, he's such, he's like solid muscle, eh? He's like 15 pounds of solid muscle. Wow. The reason we call him Mister is because he's never been neutered, and he's very clearly a Mister. We have tried twice, my daughter and I, yeah. to take him to the vet to get him neutered, and it's never worked out because he's had too many other infections and things going mm-hmm. on. So he, we end up spending our, you know, $500 on antibiotics instead of a neutering. So anyway, he's in pretty good shape, but he's been avoiding coming in this winter until two days ago. Well, that's so darn cold. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Thursday morning. It was so cold. It, mm-hmm. I don't know how cold it was, but it was so cold. He did come in for, he came in, had some food, 
hunkered down for two hours. He loves his catnip. So he hunkered down with his catnip <laughs> and his little pom-pom and warmed right up, you know, chilled to the bone, I think, and warmed right up. So hung inside for, like I say, about two hours before he went outside. Now, we do have a, an electrically heated home that he lives in, so it's not like he's freezing to death out there. But it is, it's a cat house, so it's not really heated. It's just the, the pad inside is heated to the temperature of yeah. a cat. So if cats are 98.6 Fahrenheit, then that's what that pad is. So it, basically it doesn't, it's not like an electric blanket or something that's hot it gets for him. Too, that's too right. Hot, yeah. It's supposed to just keep his core temperature where it should be. And and it's nice and cozy and it's it's a great little house. So that's where he, he's been hanging out. But when he comes inside, we're always happy when it's so cold like that because boy, even his heated water bowl was looking pretty you, frozen. <laughs> you've got, to, and of course, here in town, so cold means uh, tomorrow evening, uh, yeah, the uh, festi- yeah, festivities at City Hall have been dropped for the most part. They're yeah. going to have a little bit of music before midnight, fireworks, and then boom. Quick, it, go home. Yeah, then, then <laughs> no the hanging around outside. <laughs> yeah. I know, I think it's going to be a quiet New Year's yeah. in that sense. It's just too too cold. Hey, you know what? Let's wander off to Waterloo. All okay, there's Mary. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, uh, Frank, and Happy New Year, Charlie and thank Frank, you. and all you Good wonderful morning. people at the station. Thanks. Thank you. What can we help you with? Uh, Charlie, I got a bamboo plant, mm-hmm. but I would like to... I, I get, it's 12 inches long, okay? Is that one of the lucky bamboo? Pardon me? It's called a lucky bamboo? Uh, no, this is just like a bamboo stalk. Okay. Okay, uh, but it's too long, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if I cut it, will it leaf again? Yep. It oh, will. Yeah. So if you look at that 12-inch long stalk, yep. it's green, and it's got bumps uh, or yep. um, horizontal lines that right, run right. along it. At each of the points where those bumps are is called a node, mm-hmm. N-O-D-E. And at the nodes is where there are, you can't see them, but there are buds un- underneath the green there that are completely dormant right now. Uh-huh. Given the right conditions, those buds will pop and they will grow leaves at each of those points. Or they can also grow roots at those points. So they can do either leaves or roots at the nodes. So if I cut them off there, it will root? Yep. It will. Yep. So you just make sure that you've got a node for roots and a node above that for leaves. Uh-huh. So minimum two nodes per piece. Uh-huh. So you could theoretically cut that 12-inch piece into several pieces, but just make sure you've got a minimum of two, but preferably three or four nodes per and, piece. And put that in water then? Yep. It'll work in water. Well, yep. thank you. Just suspend it over the water. Like you don't want the whole thing underwater. You've got to have part of it sticking up out of the, out of the water. Oh yeah, yeah. But where the little nodes are underwater, roots will grow, and where they're out of the water, leaves will grow. Hot damn! <laughs> thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> that's, that's gorgeous. Thank you very much, Mary. That was so sweet. But uh, so that that's yeah. so reminiscent. Eh? Um, as you know, I teach at Durham College, yeah. and, or have been this past fall, and I will be this winter. The fall semester hasn't ended yet, right? We're going back next oh, week, right. like starting Tuesday, finish the, uh, to finish yeah. the fall semester. So she, Mary just makes me laugh because that, she sounds like a student. Yeah. <laughs> I was Hot like, damn. Yeah, I was like, really? Is that how it works? Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, we, we have another caller online from Hamilton, but we do, do have to take another break just before we uh, join Joan online here to the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, uh, live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias. For-
Scythia and Foxclubs, Marigolds, Magnolia, Lavender and Lupins, Dahlias, Delphiniums, Stalks, Flocks, Hollyhocks, Tulips and Sweet Williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, just a quick uh, note on the phone lines here, 416-360-0740 in Toronto area and anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And there's Joan in Hamilton. Good morning. Welcome to the show, Joan. Thank you very much. Um, I'm calling concerning uh, an orchid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it about two years. Mm-hmm. It has never, ever had new stems it has about eight healthy leaves Good. and lots of roots, mm-hmm. but no flowers. No flowers. But it probably had flowers when you received it. Oh yes, two years ago. Yes. So, do you, what kind of light do you have it in? Is it a window or near a window? It, it's right in front of a north window. Oh, okay. So that's good. That's that's what it likes, north or east. So that kind of diffuse light that we get on the north or east side of the house. And it sounds very happy with eight healthy leaves. Oh, it I, does. I think the only thing that maybe is missing is some fertilizer. Do you fertilize at all? Well, I, I, I just use the, the normal fertilizer that I water my other plants with. Mm, that's why you're getting all those great leaves. You oh. need to you need okay. to use an orchid fertilizer. It's it, you, you know what? It's magical. I've I've been in the exact same situation where I'm so proud that I've actually kept an orchid alive because I'm pretty good at killing orchids, and but they're all green. And then one shot, one simple shot of an orchid food, and uh, you know, three four weeks later, all of a sudden flower stems are popping up all over the place. Okay. So yeah, that's so what it, it definitely is. needs needs the orchid it um, fertilizer. Does. Yeah, it's very specific formulation, and it has very specific. Micronutrients that orchids completely thrive on, and okay. flowers will form as a result. Okay, I'm going okay. to give it a try. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully I'm going to have, have new blooms. Well, you let us know. And again, you know, you heard us probably earlier mentioning that the Southern Ontario Orchid Society has their big show in Toronto, February 10th and 11th. So yes, not, I did sh- hear that. Yeah, sure, if you're ever able to come into Toronto on a weekend. But that's there's your, all your experts and lots of good access to orchid fertilizers and orchids and all kinds of uh, amazing exhibits. So Thank you very you much. Love I your orchids. appreciate your help. You're very welcome. Thank you, Joan. Thanks for calling. And a happy, happy new year yes, to you. happy new year. Happy new year to you, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, from Hamilton, let's uh, take a little meander over to Markham. How about that? Uh, Elaine, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, and Happy New Year. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. All right. Um, I have the most beautiful amaryllis in bloom right now. Nice. In front of my patio doors where it's getting the light in the daytime. I have to keep moving it all the time because <laughs> it keeps bending over. I know. you got to turn them, turn them every hour. They grow yeah, so fast. Really. So what I want to do is keep this bulb later. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Well, so enjoy the flowers while they're there. And, of course, in a perfect world, you might have more than one flower stem. So realize that the f- one stem might only be the beginning. Another one could come up. But as the flowers fade, so they'll get all crispy, the, the actual flowers, remove those, but leave the green stem that they were attached to because it's all about leaving green on bulbs. So green leaves, green flower stems exposed to the sunshine, photosynthesis takes place, the plant, the the bulb plant will turn that 
energy from the sun into carbohydrate, which will fatten the bulb up for next year. So the more green that you leave on the on this bulb plant, so <clears throat> like I said, leave the flower stem as long as it's green. It'll eventually turn yellow, but as long as it's green, leave it there. Green leaves are going to grow. Let them grow. Water only as required. Too much water, you'll rot the bulb. So, you know, thorough watering and then allow to dry down between waterings. Might be every 10 days or so, depending on the size of the pot and the temperature it's in. Um, And yeah, just allow that plant to grow. Get it outside in the spring when we're frost-free. Let it be a green plant outside all summer. Again, that's all fattening up the bulb. And then come September, bring it into your house. Stop watering it, put it in a dark corner and forget about it. All the leaves will turn yellow and shrivel up and dry, you know, you'll remove those and let it just sit. And it'll sit in that dark, dry situation. It doesn't have to be cold, just dark and dry. And uh, it'll sit there for, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks. And then all of a sudden it will start to show a little tiny bit of green growth. And that's when you'll water it, put it into the sun, and it should flower again. Okay, so when I put it outside, do I leave it in the pot? Or- yeah. Leave it in the pot because you're going to be bringing it back in. Okay. And, they, and what about, like, the soil doesn't need? No, they like to be pot-bound, so they like to be in a very tight pot with full of roots. Uh, so, yeah, don't. I wouldn't be overly concerned about repotting it. Um, yeah, after three or four years, you might want to have to pot it up to a slightly larger pot because it'll just be too big to stay in okay. that little one. Okay. But for now, just leave it in the pot it's in. Okay. Okay. It's absolutely gorgeous. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. Thank they, you so much. Yeah, amaryllis are so much fun. They're yeah. just they're so they just give, right? They're they're so little work and they give so much beauty. Excellent, Elaine. Thank you for joining us this morning. <laughs> and have a happy new year. Yes, exactly. Okay. In fact, uh, another invitation to join us here on AM seven forty New Year's Eve. Tomorrow uh, evening, good, yes. yes. Uh, everybody from the station is going to be showing up, and man, we are going to have a ball. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's the good annual. Time. It's the annual New Year's Eve yeah. party here at the station. Got to get the phone numbers on the air, and we're going to deal in just a moment or so uh, after a little bit of a break here with some emails that you've got in your hand there. But uh, just in case, I'll keep my eye on the lines. If you're calling through, we'll go right to you. 416-360-0740 in Toronto and anywhere else in the province, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be back right after these words. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.